The thing about the de Blasio poly press release mm-hmm. is that the New York Times poly desk, prodigious. It's good. They it is they have they are on the poly beat and they have been for a long time. This is you think like a DEI kind of thing or like No, a- I just think that they cover it. They cover it well. It's a great subject. Um and I the reason I know this is because in doing research for our episode, I spent some time mm-hmm. in the old mines, the old coal mines. The old blogspot.com archives of polyinthemedia.blogspot.com. Polyinthemedia.blogspot.com. It's kind of an unwieldy tight, unwieldy. I love that you're you're doing a little we've got a little capital A oh, actor really here good. because oh, and he, you know what? I already po- sent this to you. Polyamory in the news by Alan M and coffee beans behind it. Wow, Polly is in the news a lot. They document all of it. Oh my god. <laughs> And I got to say, some of these archives, they go back to like 2008. This is really good. So what did you learn? Not much. Welcome, welcome, welcome to New York City, the only city in the world where you can be the mayor and have two wives. Just kidding. That is permissible in some religions. My name, of course, the alpha of the pack, bisexual. I am married to both of my partners here. That's not The first of which is... No, we're not married. I'm Liz. Elizabeth and Sin, they call her. And of course, we are joined by our producer, where the thing he produces the most is sensuality, but also empathy, which I find to be two of the most important things in a bi. Wait, yeah, sexual relationship. That you know is where you were going. I thought you were going to say bicameral. I, I was going somewhere else with that, but you know, just like mm-hmm. kind of trailed off. A young producer, Young Chomsky, and the podcast is called. It's called True and On Hello. Hello. And we all live in one little studio apartment <laughs> with. That's night- in New Jersey, but also we have another location right here in New York City. So to get this out of the way, before we even start. Brace is bisexual. I am not bisexual. You might be. I might be. Have I you tried? Just, I haven't, no, but I've... I so mean, you don't know. Can you picture me, though, doing that? I don't picture you doing much of anything. I'm picturing me doing that right now. And it's just like, I just can't picture. Like, I can't picture me just like sort of like we're cooking something together and like, you know, I'm flipping the uh, uh, eggplants. Not like the real eggplant. Wow, that's uh, a slip. I'm flipping babe. it. Nope, it's not. That's and a slip. He's like a shirt off because the oil is getting all over him from the eggplant. Mm-hmm. And like I just like bump into him and we sort of turn and we like look at each other. So he, of course, I'm five four. He's you're having a meet cute in your kitchen. We're, well, we've with already your met cute boyfriend. He, not, not my boyfriend. <laughs> um, and we sort of look at each other and I open my mouth and he opens his mouth and we kiss. I just can picture myself being like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you know how kissing works. I just, I don't know. You open your mouth, 
he opens his mouth and you sort of mush them together and one person thrusts their tongue really far into the other person's mouth mm. as a display of dominance mm. uh, and sort of masculinity. Mm, I just can't thrusters. picture myself doing that. Yeah. I like women because I'm taller than them usually. That's really, that's basically what it boils uh, you down are? to. Statistically, yes, but that's, we're going over the whole world okay. at well, global average of mm. heights here because I'm actually pretty normal in the global You guys, south. before we get into the episode, I have something that I need to say. Oh, shit. What? <laughs> it's about our man, George Santos, which okay. is sort of related to what we're talking about okay. today. It, yeah, and it's... Spiritually it's, related. It's, I, I think, also just regular related okay. subject. <laughs> so he's not going to run for re-election. I'm very sad about this. I guess he he's getting he might get like fully sanctioned. I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but um, by that time, maybe he will already have been whatever Congress does, censures him. Yeah. Um, because it came out that he also used uh, campaign funds on a couple different things, including well, we knew about him paying off his own credit card debt. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, makes sense. Um, but then there was a bunch of only OnlyFans transactions. Yeah. Apparently one at Hermes for like $4,100, which I'm assuming was a watch. A scarf? No, I think it was probably a watch. See, in my head they just make scarves, but go yeah. ahead. Um, and now everyone's mad at him again. I The OnlyFans thing, listen. Whomst among us? I don't know. I just, you know, people in glass houses. I'm, I'm throwing the keep, stone, yes. I don't want to throw the stone. I'm just like, what are you, dude? I find him so charming. I really do like him, genuinely, yeah. yes. Um, but I'm just, the OnlyFans thing is crazy. I mean, we did that episode on him, and I was like, this will just be funny. And then I was like, man, this is a great guy. It's a good this guy. This is so funny. I, you know, he's like the less talented Mr. Ripley. Significantly less talented, Mr. Ripley. Sort of just Mr. Ripley. Yeah, I would actually say we're going on the un. We're the the scale has shifted to untalented. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I think he'll have a good second career. Well, I was thinking that if he maybe he could like change districts and appeal to like crazy nihilistic ironic zoomers mm. like let's find a young district for him babies, like that's like, so like basically a just a college campus yeah and i don't know if he's republican that's i don't know if he's democrat woke, he's confusionist he could be confusionist yeah. and just be like all every which also all the college kids are into all every mm-hmm. that's part of the campaign Pan. and he could say like oh elect me i'll read Bin Laden's letter into the congressional record. Yes, yeah, yeah. And they'll Someone vote for him. To. I think what he should do, and I, I would never make this suggestion to anybody, so I want you to all understand the significance of what I'm suggesting here. I think he should start a podcast. Yeah, that would be great. And I don't think he should start like a political podcast. I no. know that he probably will. I think he should start a podcast like talking about like advice, advice, culture, the movies. Um, I think he should be about mean about women's appearances. You know, well, I don't think you should be too mean. I don't think you should be too mean, but I think you should be like you know, rasm, rasm. You know, I, you know, I think that he just should become a cultural commentator. I yes, will, and I, I, I just, I want to be clear. I would never say that about anybody. Well, I think he could do like a caddy zoo crew kind of thing. I would join it. I yeah. would leave you guys in our thr- thruple, but I think in a he, heartbeat. He for should him. do like a live call in, yeah, like advice, Fuck. yeah, yeah. And he could call it all every, all every any, 
all every. It's kind of Emrata style. Mm, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. it does kind of, just like Emrata. Yeah. yeah, facts. So we're talking about politics today, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and we're not just talking about politics in general or politics, even which many of you might particularly care about. We're talking about mayors. And we're talking specifically about one mayor, but I want to get oh, the subject of mayors writ large out of the way first. We on Truanon, we haven't talked about this for a while, but we on Truanon hate mayors. I, I would say a mayor is my most despised local governmental position that you can hold. Well, what about all government? Where would you rank it? An all government? Yeah. Of, like, all positions. President is number one most badass. We're going senator is cool there, too, especially a southern senator. Who's wait, like, wait, we're ranking them by cool or by most hated? Cool. Well, and then that's the binary I exist on. Is I hate something or it's cool. Uh, then, But you also hate cool stuff. We're going generals, and then we're going the other armed forces, then Congress, and then mayor. No, then, like, uh, city councilman, then mayor. Mm-hmm. So mayor is my my number one. Mayor's really bad. Last. You know what? The only thing that's good about mayor is that it's a great Halloween costume, really which I've always Halloween. said. You it's just wear a sashed. suit, yeah. top hat, and a huge sash that says the mayor. People go, who are you? And you say, I'm the mayor. My whole life, I've always had one bullshit mayor after another. Mm, shout out Gavin Newsom. Gruesome Gavin Newsom. Dead Ed Lee. <laughs> Literally dead Ed Lee. Oh, I just want some ice cream. Oh, my heart. <sighs> <laughs> Whatever, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's and then good. that piece of shit London breed, mm. goddamn fucking racehorse name. You didn't live through Willie Brown. I did live through Willie Brown, but I like Willie Brown. <laughs> um, yeah, he is sort of cartoon mayor. He's also he's kind, kind of Mayor Quimby. He is very much Mayor Quimby, but also definitely the reason San Francisco is the way it is. But oh, his yeah. corruption is, I think, a sort of classic mayoral corruption, mm. whereas the other ones were, I think, a little. Pathetic. Yeah, a little like nouveau bureaucrat riche. Yes, yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas Willie Brown, Demare. Bloodless technocrat. Yeah, yeah. Not Tammany Lee, Hall. Yeah. You know. Willie Brown was classic Tammany Hall style. Yeah. Um, and here in New York City, mm. obviously very famous loser mayors, right? I remember in uh, 2020, right before COVID, we went to Reno to uh, uh, Young Chomsky and I and a lot of other people to canvas for uh, Bernard Sanders, mm, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, senator from Israel. <laughs> and uh, and Mayor de Blasio was speaking in the office, and I have never seen a human being more ignored. You know that little fucking meme? And it's like, hard to ignore very tall people. He's... Bro- he's kind of ogre-like. Mm. Not ogre, no. Like, uh, he... I'm trying to think of what fantasy... How tall is he? Too tall. He's a he's a five, for sure. What Meaning, do you mean? Sorry, basketball position. Oh, I was like, no, he's a five. First of all, he's an eight. Um, no, but he's, he's like, up there, yeah, I think. Yeah, he's tall. But nobody was paying attention. Dill de Blasio was essentially sp- yeah. giving a speech... To a room of maybe like eight people. Yeah. And like I was just going in there to drop stuff off. And I'm like, I don't want to say fucking Bill de Blasio. Yeah. It didn't even occur to me. This is probably – this is the mayor of the, obviously the biggest city in America. But like 
He just, he's a pathetic figure. Doesn't really exude mayor. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have the mayoral presence required he of the does, position. And, you know, and of the city. His whole thing always was just like, it's pathetic. He was married to one of the women uh, who was a signatory of the Combahee River Collective Statement, which is mm. so funny to me. Mm. And then after he stopped being mayor, after everyone was very sick of him, even the like kind of progressive people, uh, he and his wife announced that they are polyamorous. Here's what – look, this is not the first or the last thing I'm going to say on this episode about polyamory. This is what I will say. Stop telling everybody. Yeah. Why do you mean you got to make an announcement to the New York Times that you're polyamorous? No, you don't. No, you don't. Shut up. What do you – yeah. Like, I don't – like, no one's – no one's, Go like, away. you around with a camera, bro. Yeah. No one's going to notice. It's just go away. Yeah. It's their whole thing gives me bad vibes. But yeah, I don't like it. Bill de Blasio, of they course. They feel like people who are too old to be content creators but really don't know what else to do. I guess he's running for mayor of Ridgewood. Polyamor. Mm. You see what I'm saying there? Um, but, uh, but I didn't like him. But, you know, I'm a close consumer of the libtarded media, right? Sure. I'm mm-hmm. out there every day. Morning, I wake up. Triple monitor gaming mm-hmm. style, like the long curved ones. Mm-hmm. Is that for gaming or for stock trading, Young Chomsky? Uh, I'm, but I, so I have stocks on one side. Yeah. And I have live feed. Uh, like we're talking 538. We're talking fat pig lazy ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are talking Matt Iglesias. Uh, we are talking. Uh, every sub stack. Every sub stack. Yeah. All the, I live I, feed McElvey's bedroom. McEl, don't get, well, he'll come up later. Um, but you know, I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, who, who are we rocking with next? Who's the rising star in the motherfucking DNC? And so back in 2020, I'm out there. I'm my nipple clamps on, electricity jolting me, and I'm watching stocks. One eye. I'm watching Nate Silver's fucked up. He looks like a wart. Yeah, his little no, disgusting. he used to, but I think that he kind of slimmed himself down. He, a little it's bit. not even. It's not. Everyone just I, thinks of the the sad frog face. Yes. Photo. No, it's just he. Uh, there is a. I've had a wart on the bottom of my foot. I had a planter's mm. wart. And every time I saw it, it you felt were, like I was dealing Nate Silver. With him. Yeah, Nate yeah. Silver. So I'm looking at him, and he's declaring, "We have this guy in New York City mm. who is plant based." Uh, I'm sorry, plant based. That's sort of the word they came up with for vegan a few years ago. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, who is b- both a police man and a black man, and who straddles the line betwixt the two. And who is sort of the answer to the, like, too woke progressivism, mm. uh, but also is able to, like, is, is able to bring everyone to the table. Okay. Um, and I'm like, He's the wow. synthesis. He's the synthesis. And, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who loves a, men. And I look at this fucking, like, I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, I cannot wait to hear this interview. Uh, this guy is going to be so fucking good. And I hear Nate Silver interview this guy for one full hour. And he talks about his plant-based solutions to crime. He talks about his plant-based solutions to poverty. He talks about his plant-based solutions to, to the issue of policing. Mm. And I said, God damn, this is one of the – I genuinely think this guy might be retarded. And he's the mayor. Current mayor of New York City, Eric motherfucking Adams. Liz, what are we talking about here today? So here's the thing. Last week, as of today, which, again, don't know when this is coming out, so maybe it was a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was a couple weeks in the future. Mm -hmm. 
Think about that one. Yeah. Uh, the New York Times reported that FBI agents approached his owner. No. <laughs> no. Uh, you, How do you say Your challenge is not mic'd, but we're both laughing right now. It's his honor. It's his honor. His honor. I say his honor. His honor? That makes Wait. no sense. It's Wait, oh, you guys are both wrong. It's his honor. His honor. Why would you, do people say his honor about the mayor? Yeah. They used to. But why? Because it's his honor, the mayor. But he's not honorable. Well, he, not, that's why they kind of change it to his honor. It's sort of a... Tongue-in-cheek send-up. Okay, that. anyway. It's a word. You can pronounce it however you want. I read that, it. That is the ultimate truth of the situation. In the New York Post. The New York Times reports that the FBI agents approached Mayor Eric Adams outside a, and this is my assumption, Mayor Quimby-style kissing baby event. Mm-hmm. They asked his security to step aside. They went inside an SUV with the mayor, and then, after presenting him with a warrant, confiscated all his electronic devices, two cell phones, and an iPad. Now, this came after the FBI did a sweep of one of his consultants' homes on November 2nd when Brianna Shugs. Brianna herself, 25 years old. Yes. Former intern. Been with the mayor, mayor's team for a long time. Since she was 17 years old. Yes. She's sometimes referred to as the goddaughter of Ingrid Lewis Martin. Ingrid Lewis Martin is the the classic right hand woman. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think she's really the one who's driving the the Eric Adams car. Yeah, driving such as it is driving. Yeah. Um, now Brianna was on a monthly retainer, but showed that she was also paid 150k from the Adams campaign and since 2021, not including about 17k that pay, of payments that came from Eric Adams' like personal account. Mm. So when the feds raided her home, they took two of her laptops, three iPhones, and a mysterious manila folder simply labeled Eric Adams. Um, apparently, hours before that FBI raid, the NYPD sent officers to do a, quote, wellness check on Brianna, which to me suggests a little bit of a tip-off. The yes. mayor— <laughs> Yes, very much so. <laughs> the mayor— um, was actually in D.C. That at that time. Yes, he had just arrived. Now, the problem was, it wasn't just Brianna's home that was raided. CNN later reported that the FBI also raided over a dozen other locations, including, and we'll get into how or why this could be relevant, the home of an executive at Turkish Airlines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is it. This is from CNN. A hundred agents executed search warrants or conducted interviews at a dozen locations simultaneously at 6 a.m. So they had like a whole fucking crew out. Boom, 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 boom. Simultaneous, like some guys like, okay, ready, go on all of these locations. Yeah. All advisors, contributors, fundraisers, team members of one, his honor, Eric Adams. So the mayor, like we said, he was in D.C. He gets what I imagine to be quite flummoxed. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, 6 a.m. He's said to have a huge meeting at the White House with Joseph Ravinette Biden, Mm -hmm. Sleepy Joe himself. They're discussing putting Joe Biden in a memory care facility. Yes. Uh, Having a little sleepy meeting together. 
cozy in what I assume to be like little, a long kind of like sleepy stocking cap mm-hmm. and uh, you know, nightgown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be a very cute photo op, actually, with the two of them. Now that Joe I think Biden about it. should wear long, loose, sleepy, tossed out. Yes, yeah, and I, think I do that think that Eric Adams image. would could could pull it off. I think Eric Adams could pull off a elf, like Santa elf style thing, really well. I think the red and green. Yeah, with he the would look good cap in that. Would look good on him. Yeah. yeah, but I think he, in general, point is like nice on a uh, uh, pointed shape. Yeah. Well, his head is very round. Yeah. Feeling. So okay. Um, out of a, an abundance of caution, Mayor Eric Adams cancels his meeting, completely flummoxed. He says that he needs to get to Brianna because she suffered a, and this is a quote, traumatic experience. Though he also says he hasn't yet spoken to her, so I don't know how he knew that. And then he says, and this is going to be probably the first of what will be many quota, quotable quotables because God damn, the shit that comes out of this mayor's mouth is incredible. He says, although I am mayor, I have not stopped being a man and a human. It's crazy because <laughs> that's what makes Adams so impressive. Like when I listened to that Nate Silver interview, I was like, this guy is not only a mayor, but he's a man and a human. Mm. Because for me, when I became a podcaster— you shed those things. Instantly shed those yeah. things. I and mean, most, to be fair, most mares, they're, you know, cretins. I mean, speaking of Sub-human. turkey. Subhuman. I am, I am kind of. Genderless. Well, I'm kind of like a guy who would be maybe an advisor to one of their little sultans a couple hundred years ago if you catch my drift. So all of this is to say that this is part, there's a federal investigation into whether the 2021 mayoral campaign of Eric Adams and apparently conspired with the Turkish government to take illegal campaign donations. Now, so far, two campaign contributors who are brothers, which already nefarious. Weird when you're too close with family. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. I think it's weird. I don't know. Two campaign contributors who are brothers? Yeah. You're up to something. Eh, You're up to something. Need some distance there. Anybody who's in business with a brother, what are you, Mario Luigi? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't really know what you guys are up to here. I feel like it's not healthy to not, to like be doing that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So the brothers have pled guilty to straw donor conspiracy charges, our favorite kind of donor conspiracy charges. Um, and an ex-Buildings Commissioner and Adams appointee has been indicted on bribery charges. There's more evidence of likely uh, straw donor schemes that have been turned up from investigations, and yet the mayor himself, his honor himself, has escaped without being, quote, officially under investigation. God, this reminds me so much of London Breed when uh, mm. Muhammad Nuru got busted. Yeah. Her ex-boyfriend. There were all of these, and it's the mayor of San Francisco, well, it's the current mayor of San Francisco, London Breed. Her ex-boyfriend was this, like, insanely corrupt, like, in every, in, in almost in a charming way, uh, uh, Department of Public Works, like, he was the head of it. Mm. And... Um, it was like we were all so looking forward to her getting busted because all these signs pointed to her like engaging in some illegal activity, but they never she, do. She got off. Yeah, they never do. I mean, the same thing with with Willie Brown. It's like, and this is a uh, during his mayoral stint, he was obviously like very much fingered in a lot of illegal activities. Not <laughs> what I can't say fingered. 
Well, the man liked to finger. Speaking of, I mean, he built his mistress a house in this illegal way. The guy had a lot of mistresses. Uh, you know, he, he was in, in bed with these weird developers out on his point. Just a fucking freak. But Stop talking about the mayor being in bed and fingering people. <laughs> why? We're literally started off the episode talking about polyamorous mayors, and we'll be getting to Eric Adams' rumored polyamorous-style sexual romantic relationship. We don't know if it's sexual. Later. We don't know if it's sexual. That is true. It and could I could just see be, it not It could mean. just be the amorous and the poly. I could be. I could see. You don't have to. Yeah, that's you know, honestly, that's genuine facts. But I think that we have to look, if we're to understand Eric Adams, you know, I know he's a confusing character to a lot of people who pay attention to, to, to him at all, right? He seems like somebody who doesn't quite know where he is a lot of the time. <laughs> And, like, you know, he is sort of just going to events and, like, is, you know, it's yeah. is like, I'm Puerto Rican. Or, like, you know, raising flags, taking down flags sometimes. Right. He's going to Israel. He's going to Israel. <laughs> he did go to Israel <laughs> in the aftermath of the October 7th attacks. Uh, he's kind of just, like, going around. Went to Turkey quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was kind of playing... Playing around in the Middle East there. Well, uh, he, if he's Polly. If he's Polly, you know what? You know. It's, uh, and he brings it. But his whole thing is that Eric Adams makes it very clear that he believes not only is he mayor of New York City, but that he is New York City. Mm. Now, let it be known, I'm a New York hater. I think there's too many tall women here, and it's cold a lot. Okay. And, you know, it's kind of corny. And so I think it's kind of corny. Uh, but Eric Adams is New York. And I think we got to talk about that a little bit. So he was born in Brooklyn, same as myself, born and motherfucking raised, Brooklyn, New York, like I always say. Uh, family moved to Queens, and he was a little ruffian as a kid. Uh, you know, he was in little minor kind of non-murdering style gangs. Mm. Uh, he seems to have a kind of nostalgia for it. He always talks about his early life, and particularly one really life-changing experience. And in fact, it changed his life so much that he's had to change the story about it a few times. <laughs> but basically, the crux of the story, although the details have changed sometimes wildly from retellings, uh, is there was a woman that he was either hired to, she was either a go-go dancer that he was hired to help out after she like broke her leg, or she was just a lady he was doing yard work for. But he and... That's, that's one easy to confuse. Easy to confuse. Yeah, I mean, she could be both. But he, uh, he and another person, another friend of his, uh, broke into her house when she wasn't home and took some stuff. They were busted by the police, and then they got kicked in the nuts and beaten in the basement of a police station. Now, I have had some bad experiences with the police. Yeah. Uh, I have been hit by police officers. I've had a police officer put a gun in me in an alleyway and say he was going to shoot me. The I did not come out of either of those experiences being like, fuck, dude, I should do that. Yeah. Eric Adams is a little different. He's built different. He is genuinely built, yeah, significantly different than the average human being. Uh, There's another part of this story, too. So, again, this part is actually more consistent than some other sections of the story. But he was part of a group of, I think, 13 young black men who were assembled by the Reverend Herbert Daughtry, who was, I think, the head or at least very involved in something called the National Black United Front, Mm. which Eric Adams was apparently a youth leader in. It was kind of like a left-wing, still around, I think, but like a left-wing pan-Africanist group. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they were like, this was in the aftermath of a pretty, a couple of pretty big police brutality cases. 
And they were like, listen, we need some people to work inside the system. And now Eric Adams has told this story. I listened to like, it was like a two-hour interview that some like oral history uh, thing did like a, a number of years ago when his Brooklyn Borough president about his time in the uh, police force. He tells the story differently to different audiences, but in some tellings, he was basically sent in there on a kamikaze mission to like go in there and basically be an activist and cause as much trouble as possible. And on other sort of tellings of it, he's like going in there to like actually try to reform it from the inside. Those feel like two very different stories. Yes, but I can see, I think they might both be true in some weird way. Yes, I agree with that. Because it does seem like he got in there and he was like really trying to like stand up and like, you know, cause some problems. I mean, that's how he, he basically says he was, what he says himself that he was doing. But then I think he started to actually really like being a cop. Got lost in the sauce. Got lost in the sauce, which is one thing that we always say in the show. Do you not can't do, do that, you especially do that. if it has to do with the police. Yeah, especially, yes, yes. So he was like, I'll probably last a year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get kicked out, like, you know, but he, he does like it, and he likes the attention, and he kind of likes being like a rabble-rouser, important, and like, you know, he was honestly, in his own talent, he was decent at police work. I don't know if he was or not, but he says he was. So he joins this thing called the NYPD Guardians, which is a black advocacy group within the NYPD and eventually became the leader. This is a sanctioned group by the New York Police Department. Like they they like you have to approve its charter. It's mm. sort of like a like a college style affinity group. Fraternity within a fraternity. Exactly. So he is, I think he's a transit cop for the first 10 years. Mm. And he also runs for Congress 10 years into his stint as a police officer. He loses very badly, and his opponent accuses him of staging a break-in in his own office. This is a classic local politics move, staging a break-in. I don't know the details of this story, and I know that that happened. Absolutely. Same here. Same yeah. here. Yeah. That has Eric Adams written all over it. Well, I've just also encountered sort of similar things. I can't remember the exact circumstances, but there was something similar that happened in San Francisco. Mm. In fact, all— I think multiple similar things that happened in San Francisco. Sort of like dumb guy distraction move. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always like a good – It's it, it gets you a certain amount of attention and pity and it also mm-hmm. makes like obviously the main culprit would be your opponent. And so right. it's – the thing is it's it's kind of hard to pull off mm-hmm. and it's such a played out move that I think people kind of like – Yeah, you need plumbers for it. Yeah, you really do. Well, that didn't work either. Well. So he became known for these outrageous kind of stunts that he would pull in order to, you know, get attention for internal NYPD political causes that he cared about. And eventually he splits from the Guardians to form one of the worst named organizations that I've ever heard of in my entire life. 100 blacks in law enforcement who care. Never end your organization with who care. (laughs) Who care. Yeah. Who cares? He also refers to it in interviews as just a hundred blacks, which I'm like, <laughs> you didn't really like maybe just keep the law enforcement part in. Um, one of their first things that they did that also got them in trouble is they provided private security for Mike Tyson after he got out of prison. Mm. Now, cops providing <laughs> private security for individuals was a pretty big thing yeah. in the 1990s. And then a big scandal. A lot of big scandals. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that a lot, was... of, lot of different local forces. Mm-hmm. But he rose up the ranks, particularly, you know, he filled out these little, you know, these like little, what are they called? Tests. You know, and he would, you know, get promoted to lieutenant, sergeant, sure. and eventually became a captain. Look at him. 
So he was Jeffrey Wright's inspiration for Commissioner Gordon on the 2022 film The Batman. That's crazy. Now, The Batman is the one – is that the one with the incel Joker? I think so. No, he's the Riddler. Oh, really? Did any of you guys? Do you guys see that? I watched it on a plane and fell asleep. So yeah, I yeah. saw like, I, I was watching it on the plane and it was like on the tiny screen and I was like, it's so dark and tiny and I couldn't see anything. I think it's like, do we? Need is to Robert hear? Pattinson? He is, that is it? which is weird. He doesn't seem like the Batman. But what's to weird me. is that I remember them referring to him as the Batman, and I was like, no, it's just Batman. Like I get that the movie title is the Batman, but no one's like, hey, it's the Batman. It's like, no, his name's just Batman. Uh, yeah, I'm like I think maybe to differentiate no, itself like the from the Superman, it's maybe Superman. some previous Batman movies. Batman. I think historically he is the Batman. Yeah, In not other to, movies they call him Batman. That is, yeah, I think it's kind of interchangeable. You but know? I think saying the Batman sounds fucking. Batman bad. is if you're more familiar with him. The no. Batman, the is his Christian name. So, you know, Eric Adams is kind of constantly having these press conferences. And, like, this is a – his career in the NYPD is a little bit contentious because, you know, he's doing this kind of activism stuff, but he's also, like, self-promoting, mm. sort of viciously self-promoting, and he's kind of always the center of attention there. So, eventually, he spoke out against some NYPD bullshit that they pulled in favor of uh, Mike Bloomberg, mm-hmm. who – God, remember Bloomberg's presidential campaign? Bloomberg. 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 The NYPD declared a terror threat to help Bloomberg get out of a debate in Harlem. Eric Adams gets taken up on charges because he spoke out against this, and then he retires. And he seems to have – it's weird because, you know, even just like not even from his own telling, from just like looking at his career on the outside, like he had a pretty contentious time within the NYPD. And the way he talks about police officers is like he doesn't – have that like bullshit like it's a thing of honor and like it's the thin blue line like mm-hmm. he talks about it like yeah like you know abuse people it's like you have yeah. ultimate power you can do whatever you want but it's like he almost doesn't view that as a bad thing he's just like yeah it's cool you can do all this stuff I watched um, I had I was reading a profile of him and they quoted something that he said in I think he was like part of a bunch of hearings on the NYPD and abuses during Giuliani's. Stop and frisk, yeah. Yeah, and so he really, like, came out. That was, like, one of his big, um, you know, during his campaign. He he was able to kind of basically have, like, one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. And not totally be a critic, but at least, like, kind of put on the, like— kind of give people the idea that he was a critic, even though he's never really been that critical. yeah. Recently. You, certainly not recently, no. No, um, no he, he is very much uh, in pro-police. So he gets out of the NYPD after like something like 22 years, and he immediately runs for state senate and wins. So this is in 2007. I have a question. Is it hard to win state senate? I don't know. Probably, right? Who is he running against? I don't know either. I mean, I read about it, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Mm. Uh, it depends on the place. It's probably kind of hard in New York. I know New York has a very, like, weird, corrupt um, – I mean, yes. really every part of politics in New York state and city is corrupt. But the state senate is 
no is the same thing. Sure. So it's just I think it's like depends on how badly you want real estate money. Yeah. And it's like you really got to be hungry for it. Well, he really wanted not just real estate money, all money. Well, one of the first pieces of press he got after he became a state senator is a little piece in the New York Times titled Brooklyn Senator, colon, show me the money. Liz, can you read from the first paragraph of this? Lawmakers like to say they are motivated by a sense of civic duty or to right wrongs or to better the lives of their fellow man. But for State Senator Eric Adams, a Brooklyn Democrat, it comes down to cash. <laughs> That's not exactly the thing that you want to be. You don't really want that. Yeah. I mean, so but here's was... the thing. like, what? One thing I do kind of like about Adams— because I do kind of like him in a weird way. Of course. Yeah. Um, is that like he reads that and he's like, yep. That's true. That's me. That's true. I love I'm money. I'm all about the money. It's yeah. all about the money. And you know what? It is. Facts. It is facts. Well, that's the thing is like, listen, I'm not stupid enough to think that like a guy like Eric Adams is running for senator, state senator, out of like the goodness of his heart to help the people of – No. Like, no. It's not – and that's like – I think we've talked about this on the show before. Certainly talked about this in private, but like, you know, if you're politicians, 99.99999% of them are either just like the craziest, craziest narcissist mm. or, and I don't mean this in like a, like even a jokey way or like genuinely autistic and mm. also kind of a narcissist. Mm. Like it's, and that's, that's, I think Eric Adams, the former to a T. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not. I'm sure that there are some people who like genuinely want to help people. I've known some some people, some politicians who want to help people, but like it have, really a lot is, of them get disillusioned. A lot of them get disillusioned. Yeah, like that's the thing is if you're not you have to be autistic in order to not get disillusioned. Here's the thing, everyone's always like get into local politics. And I'm like, just get into podcasting. Just get into podcasting. Or just like Like our friend George Santos. Like George Santos. I mean, or just I think that one of the most important things you can do is become one of those annoying, crazy people that just harasses local politicians. Yeah. You know? That's always good. Just, like, identify your local crank. Take them down. Yeah. Take their position. Become the local crank. Yeah. You want to become an enemy of the mayor. Yeah. That's always good. Yeah. It certainly is. And you probably get your name in the paper, which is probably part of what you wanted from getting into local politics in the first place. But we're saying that message to, like, podcast fans, right, mm. who are, like, mostly kind of both, like, Mensa or models. That's mm. kind of the M&M thing that yeah, we got totally. going on with you and on fans, Mensa yeah. models. Well, that's what, like, Patreon tells us from the— From the like, analytics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The average person, though, all about that motherfucking money. Yeah. And Eric Adams, no different. Sure. And one of the best ways to make money as a local or actually really any politician is fucking real estate money. Mm. New York City is uh, a city with a lot of buildings in it, mm. as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would say that's kind of what makes it a city, right, mm. is, the, is the preponderance of buildings in this fucking dump. And a lot of times those buildings are built not just by, like, one or two guys, but actually by full companies. Interesting. And sometimes they just don't build one building. That's, like, their whole business. Right. Those guys— they need a lot of, you know, they need to grease the wheel sometimes. They need mm. some regulatory smoothing. They need to put some butter in the ass of the, uh, well, I'm making a last tango in Paris thing. Jesus. But imagine I was able to make that more smoothly than I did, perhaps by using butter. So he he gets really, you know, and of course the mafia is like a, and there's, a, there's more than, there's mafias and then there's mafias. 
He gets investigated by the state IG, for in- Inspector General, for rigging bids on a site for a racetrack casino, which is, well, I got to say. That's very classico. That's classico. Yeah. That's classico. You, you can't know, hate on that. Just, you can't hate on the state senator, you know, taking uh, taking some money on the side for the racetrack casino. Yeah, you really can. I mean, he's just like, a ton of his money comes from real estate. It's like, and this yeah. is the same with so many of these fucking people. As somebody who is... Very involved in local politics in San Francisco. Real estate money is like the deciding factor in a lot of races. There's usually one candidate who's just like the real estate candidate and then maybe another candidate who doesn't mean they're necessarily good but who just isn't the real estate candidate. They Mm -hmm. kind of put their eggs in one basket and they have basically unlimited money. So he becomes Brooklyn Borough President in 2013. I just real quick, I looked into – I don't understand what Borough President is. Isn't this largely kind of like not real? I cannot begin to tell you how stupid the governance structures of New York City are. <laughs> Don't it's, even get me started on this. It's because it's like not a real position. I mean, it is a real position, it but it's not like really a real position. It is a real – it's basically the way that I have my, – my survey of New York City, the makeup – of New York City politics. I'm not talking about like political parties. I'm talking about the actual way that the governance here is structured. I can only come to the conclusion that it is basically just a way to funnel real estate money to as many people as possible. Uh-huh. To yeah. as many politicians as possible. Yeah. So of course as a Brooklyn borough person. Sure. Yeah. You got to think of this. Whenever we're talking about political positions here, you can just take out anything that you have associated with politics with that position and just think of it as like the label on a political cartoon where that features a slide filled with cash that's coming from a real estate company into the open maw of a politician. Mm-hmm. That's all this is. It yeah. is. It exists to give politicians real estate money and construction money, which is basically the same thing. Right. So he's a real character when he becomes Brooklyn Borough President. His whole thing is like, I am Brooklyn. Like I, you know, I'm like he I loves know. to go to events. You know, he loves to be the center of attention. He loves to be like a guy about town. And he's just like completely out of his fucking mind. Yeah. It, there, he started partnering in at, at some point with a woman named Tracy Collins. Now, that is now his romantic partner. Mm-hmm. But at the time when he was borough president, not romantic partner, allegedly, because she was his then chair of the Educational Task Force. Um, and they kind of started a campaign together called Stop the Sag, which oh, God. I think has a great ring to it. But Fuck would, those actors. Yeah, would, <laughs> would have like billboards all around Brooklyn uh, encouraging youth to, and this is the quote from the campaign, quote, literally pull up their pants. It's just interesting. I just find it interesting, right? I just find it interesting mm. that like, you're the mayor or Brooklyn Borough President, and you go to a event, mm. and you can kiss a baby, mm-hmm. and you can tell you got young, big scissors, probably young boys to pull up their pants. Oh. Yet when I do this, a taxpayer, mind you, well, <laughs> but you know, ostensibly a taxpayer, I kiss a baby, and bam, New York Post cover. I tell you to pick up, pull up their pants. Bam, someone's videoing me, uh, the first male Karen. And it's like, it's this whole thing. It's just like this double standard and I'm sick of it because mm. I pay these people's salaries. <laughs> well, two things. One, you should become mayor. Two, 
This was in 2010, so this was even before Zoomer Big Pants. Oh, so yeah. So imagine now the like what he must feel going out on the streets and seeing all these big pants. Me telling, me telling like 22-year-old girls, stop wearing jean shorts. <laughs> I think they're too big. I think your jean shorts are too big and it looks weird. Not just that. Taking out billboards. Taking out billboards. I would. I would love to speak to the very young women of this world and be like, <laughs> the jean short thing is weird. It's gone too far. It's gone. Don't worry it's, about it's, it. It's, it it's over. It's winter. What are they going to do also, for winter, I'm gonna, You know what? I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't really that big of a trend. It's a micro trend. Interesting that you would say this, but I hang out with a lot of 22-year-olds of ambiguous gender, and I can tell you that at the cool young people things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Hyper pop? We do that. Uh, I'm going to tell you, everybody there had big jean shorts, including me. <laughs> including, I did that too. So, uh, a good way, check this out. I'm going to buy you some big big jean shorts. If you buy me big jean shorts, I'm buying you a plot in a motherfucking tip-tap-tap. What is that? A graveyard. So, one good way to make some motherfucking money if you are a local politician is to start – in fact, no, scratch local. If you're a politician. If you're a person. If you're a per, in fact, you could – we should do this. We did. Oh, I haven't told you guys about okay, it Okay, well, we'll get to that. Is to start a nonprofit. Yes. Greatest thing – Not I love nonprofits. Me too. Because in your head, when you hear nonprofit, you're like, oh, they don't make a profit. Yeah. So Here's like, the thing. You don't have to make a profit to make money. That is straight. What? what who's that? Uh, the, uh, the guy who all wrote all those companions to Marx or the, the companion to Marx's Capital? You know, the famous guy. You know what I'm talking about? David, David Harvey. Harvey. Okay. David Harvey right there. There's a lot of people that wrote companions. Though. I know, That's but like he's the f- most famous one. Uh, okay. Yeah. Indisputably, David Harvey's the most famous one. Okay. Okay, but when you say okay like that, it sounds like you're disagreeing. I don't understand women. Great way to make money is to start a nonprofit because you can actually, there's all these rules that the man put mm. in place to stop our politicians from doing the number one thing that human beings in America should do, which is hustling and making money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're talking about Eric Adams getting in trouble for all these campaign donations. Well, a great way to give a politician money to do what they want and you kind of max out of the campaign donation limit, is to donate to their nonprofit. Mm. In this case, the One Brooklyn Fund, mm-hmm. which is a great name. Also, I think that de Blasio had something called like the One Manhattan or maybe the One City Fund that was like kind of similar. Mm. We're going to have the One Podcast Fund. <laughs> we, should, we should start a nonprofit. Yeah, why not? What let's just, you know what we should do? We should start one and then just let's see what happens. We should see what happens. Like, it's just sort of like, yeah, we started that, and then let's see what happens. We do have a, uh, yeah, we should, I do We have all our shell companies already. We do have shell companies. Uh, (laughs) People don't need to know about that. People don't need to know about that. And it's for And also, it's none of your business. It's not, no. It's good reasons. It's good reasons. Taxes should be lower, and also, it's, we should be able to legally get paid in Bitcoin, and because regulations haven't caught up, whatever. Well, maybe if we... Get Santos reelected. Something we can, you know, work towards. So the city, which is a great local site. I mean, they have they have, I would say, the best uh Eric Adams. The coverage. website the city. The website the city. Yes. Not the city of New York itself. Okay. But the website the city. Really great Eric Adams stuff. Yeah, they they've got great coverage. Discovered that he had taken over three hundred and twenty thousand dollars in donations <laughs> from realtors who had business before the city. That's a good amount. Yes. Well, that's, they also, that's enough to kind of nudge the needle. 
Yes, a little bit. $320,000 is a lot of motherfucking money. So I looked through, the city also posted these uh, Department of, New York Department of Investigations reports about Adams' use of the office of the Brooklyn Borough President for events. Yes. And it looks like he was just renting out the Brooklyn Borough President office to like companies and events who would just pay him directly even though you can't, that's like, that would be like us renting out like. But it, what is this office? Is it nice? I think so. It's like historic yeah. looking? I'm assuming it's historic looking. No, it's not even a WeWork, Liz. It's it's New York. It's historic. So it's in some like, it's like, oh, have your gala at the office. Just pay me. I don't know if we're rocking with gala level. Well, I don't know what they're, or like you're off-site. You're off-site. <laughs> Yeah, so like you know, yeah, yeah, you're offsite. But he was. Those are the two poles. You you either have a gala or, or an offsite. Yeah. Nothing in between. Don't fucking call me for anything else. Yeah, correct, correct, Liz. So he was renting out his office for galas and offsites and making like tens of thousands of dollars. And there was two investigations about this. I got to tell you, you know, fundraising for Eric Adams has always been really tough. You talked earlier about these people getting arrested, these straw donor schemes. And it's just like the man needs to make money. The man's a hustler. He Mm. is New York. New York is nothing if not what, Liz? Hustle culture. Yeah. In New York. Actually, I got to say, I listened to an interview with – Mayor Eric Adams, mm-hmm. now Mayor Eric his Adams, honor. his honor, on Barry Weiss's podcast. So fire. <laughs> Which I got to say, by the way, real quick, that like the cover of her podcast on Spotify looks way too much like the cover of Allison Roman's podcast on what's Spotify. Her, what's her podcast called? It's called like Seriously or something, I right? Know. It's like, it's it's something like, like, yeah, seriously, honestly, seriously? Yeah, honestly, yes. Like actually, can I, I not to get too off topic here, but I have to. I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous episode. I think I might. We have, can actually. talk about whatever we want, any it topic is we our want. Podcast, yeah, You're fuck right. it. So obviously, like Barry Weiss's, that all those people's whole thing is that, mm. like, you know, they, they, like, they're anti. Those people, yeah, annoying Jewish people. Okay, there we uh, go. Thank you. Though, like, their whole thing is like they're crazy Zionists, right? And uh-huh. like, they sort of like try to make nice with anti-woke people because they're anti-woke as mm. well. But like in order to like they're neat they're like the whatever the new neocons are. Right. Um but after October seventh, like all the FP, like her fucking website was all uh-huh. like, you know, is pro-Israel stuff. The one non-Israel related article was an article complaining about how you have to tip too many places now. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> this is not good for don't don't <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is not good for the Jews. Uh, that, that article, that, I don't understand why that website exists when the tablet, when mm. tablet magazine exists. It's the same thing as tablet. Yeah. Just well, let, a, let a billion bovine news li- newsletters bloom. Um, but uh, you watch the interview with Eric Adams on her shit. Listen to it. Listen to and it. I have to say that she, they played that song, uh, the Alicia Keys Jay Z song. And also, <laughs> The intro music was No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Oh, man. I think- and I was just like, Barry, what are you doing? It was so fucking corny and weird. And then she opened the whole thing saying like, oh, I left San Francisco – or I left uh, I left New York after living there for so long because my wife is a sixth-generation Californian, yes. which she just threw out there. And I was like, I know who that is. Uh, yeah, your wife who whose family owns Yasha like Levine all the – Yasha Levine knows who that is. Yeah, all the water in California. Yes, she's sixth-generation because, yeah, her family owns literally the water. 
um, which is something that should not be privately owned. Anyway, but then she was like, so I, we left and we moved to California and I always love New York, but everyone is always saying like, is New York going to become the next San Francisco? It was always saying and Eric Adams, I think his answer was something like, he was like, yeah, everyone is saying that, but you know, it's not because we care and we do things differently here through our care. And as you can see, we care. He's, and no, I was like, he might be the first, like, he's such a, fa- like, straight facts, man. Straight facts. Where it's just like, the shit that comes out of his mouth is like, none of it makes sense. It's all, like, tautological. And yet, I can't get enough. He is like he's sort of like a a booster for the city in this way that like feels I don't know like something you'd see in like a a movie or something. Yes, that's like an like it's just like he's like a cartoon mayor. New York, we care. Like we're 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 ready. We're yes. Like, it's like he's it's, he's doing like Bing Bong videos like yeah, two years yeah. after it's a thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, he is. He's yeah, and he was. He's you know, like, yeah, he's, uh, I can't even imagine the shit that he has planned every year for 9-11. Oh, my God. He is 9-11. I don't know what that means. Well, he ran for mayor in 2021, okay. right? And I want to make something very clear here. Eric Adams is a semi-religious man. And I say semi-religious because I don't know if he's, like, following the word of, well, he is following the word of God. I don't know if he's, like, doing the things that you're supposed to do to go to heaven. I guess I should put it like that. But he believes in God Mm -hmm. in a crazy way. I mean, that is from the, like, onset of his mayoral stint. And from his campaign, really, he has made one thing very clear. That 30-something years ago, God, which is, like, the 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 guy, yeah, Mm -hmm. told him, woke him out of his sleep, and said to him, you will become mayor on January 1st, 2022. Now, this is like a kind but of thing. But when did he say that to us? He said that many times but in like the past But like after he became mayor? Years. Because I'm like that. Say it before, yeah. No, like that doesn't hold sway unless you say it before it happens. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't know if I believe you. Yeah. Well, you lack a little something called faith, but I still respect you. And that's what New York's all about. Related, real quick. I will say that, um, and I've told you this before, but I don't think I've said this on the podcast, that a friend of mine met with Kanye a long time ago, back when he was in in Paris, just dating Kim. Um, And he said that to my friend that God had told him that he was supposed to become creative director of the world. (laughs) That God was supposed to or that Kanye was supposed to? No, God wanted Kanye to become creative director of the world. That's what he said. He he might be right. I mean, he. It's, I mean, he kind of did for a little bit. He kind of did for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I don't like the way those shoes look. Uh, what's that guy who makes the gross movies? Sarah likes him. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, ex- existence? Cronenberg. They look like Cronenberg shoes to me. Mm. Yeezys? Well, anyways, Eric Adams is is on a mission from God. Mm -hmm. And he makes that very clear, that God put him in the position he is supposed to be in, that he rules New York in a, quote, God-like way. Now, sometimes when people who are deeply religious describe their actions, they will say that they're acting in the godly way, which means out of deference in like, in or not out of deference, but in like, in the manner, in acting what they view as God's will. Sure. 
I think he literally is, has repeated himself. I, in fact, I know that he's repeated himself multiple ways that he rules New York in a God-like way, which is— Do you think he knows the difference between those two that's things? That's the thing. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt he might genuinely not really know the difference there. Right, but it is a cr- psycho thing to say. Well, there was a lot of questions when he started running for mayor, right? And my number one question to a guy who's running for mayor in a town or a woman is I'm going to ask, do you live here? That's fair, right? I mean, that's like, I feel like when you fill out the I'm running for mayor application, which I assume you have to fill out. Yeah. And I assume it's a thing. Yeah, you have to, yeah. You You declare, you write your name. You Mm -hmm. say, I do declare I'm running for mayor, which rhymes, and then you have a laugh. And then it asks you for your address, and you write that down. And then the person checking the form is like, that address has to be in the place that you are running for mayor of. Like, you just, that's, that's sort of like the number one thing. Well, Eric Adams does things a little differently. He does things in a New York kind of way. Which means he lives in New Jersey. He lives in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Yes, (laughs) in a condominium. Well, it's a little more complicated than that, right? So Eric Adams, as we have hinted at in this episode previously, I don't know why I said it like that. As we said in this episode, is perhaps in a, let's say, borderless relationship with mm-hmm. it's open well it's open you know i'm not saying they're an open relationship but their relationship is open you know oh i thought you meant his relationship to the city is open it well that's that <laughs> is very much true um and uh just like an open relationship it seems to be making people miserable after a couple of years <laughs> Eric Adams said in a debate once that I am real estate, which is a crazy wow. thing to say. That's like Safety Brothers dialogue. I am real estate. <laughs> yeah, it very much is. Yeah. Oh, he would be. I, oh. I have a lot of creative visions for Eric Adams, oh, which I will God. get to at the end of the episode. We've said before, I tell I have texted Adam like six times. Like, it, you my, to- like, I want him, I have said that the Adam Friedland show needs to. A season finale has to be with Eric Adams. But I do think Eric Adams would do well in a Safdie-style movie. After he is, like, destroyed in a re-election. Like, loses re-election so badly. Reputation tarnished. Everyone's like, get this guy out of here. We hate this guy. He's such a loser. And then he makes his triumphant return to the culture uh, in a Safdie Brothers movie, and everyone is like, oh, my God, I, I, I ironically love Eric Adams. I'm going to keep posting this reaction meme of his face from the Safdie Brothers movie on Twitter. Such and it's going to be so cool, and it's Brown. such a vibe. Yeah. And, like, that's how that would happen. So he is real estate. Mm. He is the Safdie Brothers. He, <laughs> he is New York City. But it turns out he owns a number of properties. Yeah. In fact, he's a landlord, which I think is what he kind of meant by I am real estate. Mm. Uh, he told reporters, he's like, no, 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 I don't live in New Jersey. Because people are like, you live in New Jersey. He's like, I don't live in New Jersey. I live in Bed-Stuy. Don't worry, I live in Bed-Stuy. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll give you a tour of my apartment. He gives them the tour of the apartment. It so clearly belongs to his son. Yes. That, like, it's not even like, does this belong to his son? It belongs to—his son lives there. His son's shoes are lined up on the side of the bed, which is— It's an an incredible video. The shoes live in the closet, right? The shoes don't live next to the bed. 
I no. Uh, what? No, it's next to the bed. What do you like? Jump over your shoes to get in the bed? Yeah. No. No. Next to the bed is dandruff shakings from when I shake my head out at night. Ew. Is a bunch of loose cords and like random electronics, Ew. rotten no. food, Ew. rats. Uh, what else are we talking here? PS3, PS4, of course, the classic PS5 broken. And I'm going to say this, women's underwear that I bought to give the appearance that I'm fucking in there. I put it on the ground. All different shapes and sizes. So Eric Adams is like, I live here. And there's a great painting that I think says diverse city on mm. it. Um, and like with like a, like a painting of, of people. <laughs> he's, 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 he's so best. cool. He's so fucking cool. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a problem because he also is listed as a partial owner on a co-op in Brooklyn. Mm. And he co-owns this property uh, in Fort Lee, New Jersey with this, to another woman. So I have been informed by two tipsters, people who are— Come shoes. No, well, yes, but they're journalists. Oh, I want to differentiate them from what we call. Oh, our, yeah, they're not gun shoes. Uh, no. They're real journalists. Those are yeah, enemy combatants who have turned. That the rumor is that Eric Adams is polyamorous. Now, I have spent the past week on the phone and texting and typing with a number of people who report on the city for a living, and I was able to not find any conclusive evidence that he is. Yeah. So I can't sue him for that. But I don't think it yeah. I don't really know how lawsuits work okay. or why people sue people. Yeah. I think it's something you do to get other people's attention. Well yeah. Um but I have been told that like that's kind of what some people think that he might be polyamorous. Yeah. I think he's got the vibe. I, I, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say – I feel like we've been ragging on Polly a lot in this episode. You know, I don't even think it's Polly. This is the vibe. Yeah, that's, that's like that's – It's like it's, swinger. It's, it's like well, – Which I, is different. I think consider this. Eric Adams might not know these are two different women. No, I think he does. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's very classic like no one's going to hold me down. Well, he said – yes, I think so too. So – in my quest for this, one of the guys I talked to uh, was this guy, Max Rivlin Nadler, uh, who is, I believe, the editor of Hellgate, which is like a local uh, news website. Okay. He tips me off to this Hot 97 interview. Classic. Classic. The transcript of which is on the mayor's official, you know, like nyc.gov page. Now, Liz, mm. who do you want to be? Do you want to be DJ Funk Flex or do you want to be Mayor Adams? I'm going to be Mayor Adams. I'll be DJ Funk Flex. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. That was a shot. You healthy? I've never been married, so I can't give any advice. Okay, so you're single. Yes, yes. I'm in a— Congrats! I'm in a real relationship. Oh, you're you in know? A, you're in a relationship. Okay, all right, all right. So single, but in a relationship. No, not married, but in a relationship. That's a new thing according to what I was reading. Hmm. Living together. Divorced, but living together. I think like we're in a whole new way of living now. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, he could be referring to a lot of things. He could be referring to a lot of things. Because there's very – I mean, is he referring to like a kind of like, you know, Paltrow-style conscious uncoupling? Well, yeah. Is he referring to a kind of just – Free for all, everyone do their own thing, no questions, no answers. 
It's, it's Is he little, referring to more of like a – see, what I would say the difference between there's like poly, there's swinging, there's the classic, like I said, no one's going to hold me down. Mm-hmm. The difference between all of those is that I do feel like poly is like an identity. Yes. And the other things are more – swinging is an activity. Yeah. And no one's going to hold me down is – It's a mindset. Yeah, the Neverland mindset. It's a, never, it's a Neverland. Of the mm, – mm, yeah. Is that what those well, children were doing to Michael? Not that Neverland. Oh. Jesus Christ, dude. What <laughs> What Neverland is I'm that? talking about men who won't grow up. Oh. Jesus <sighs> fucking Christ. <laughs> well, he didn't get to grow up because people like you killed him. I don't mean Jewish people. I mean haters. Who? Jesus. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think that Eric Adams has the third of those. Mind. I think he has the mindset. I think he has the yeah. you're not going to hold me down mindset. Like, Yeah, he like wants to be up in the club. He needs to be in the club. No, literally, he spends every night like at various clubs. Yes, and you know what? God bless him. God bless him. So we never got a straight answer on where he lives. Now he lives in Gracie Mansion. Yeah, we never found out like conclusively what the deal is. I would say that he... When he he does make comments about his personal life, he's always like, I have always been intensely private about my personal life, which is like maybe – I don't know if that's like actually really accurate, like basically anything he says. But he did make this really weird brag while he was campaigning for mayor where he said, throughout my entire police career, none of my colleagues knew I had a son. Interesting. Which is – like he was using that as evidence of how private he's been about his personal life. But, but I'm like – weird. That's weird and also like – is that because you deny having a son? Like, were you just like, oh, that's not my kid for a while? Because that's a different thing. Because, like, neither of you guys know about my kids, who I don't love, but I have. I take care of them. But, like, it is it is crazy to, like, because police, I just have two colleagues. But also, I think that that, like, feed, not your thing or whatever you're talking about, but mm. the back to Adams, I think that does buttress our claim that he's in the mindset because yeah. he's like, I'm not telling my boys about my kid because then they're going to be asking about baby mama yeah. and I got to be up in the club every night. Yeah, yeah, Too yeah. many questions asked. Yeah, it's too many questions asked. He doesn't like that. He does not like questions. He doesn't like hard questions. Mm. So his fundraising during his mayoral campaign was, you guessed it, heavy, heavy real estate. Classic mayoral move right there. Mm. He was known to be very, let's say, quid pro quo. And a quote from, I think it's an article in The City, which was from a former police officer turned director of integrity at the Teamsters 237, Oof, who fundraised a, for Adams and was later go. arrested for doing so. He said, Eric Adams wouldn't get out of bed for less than 25 Gs. Respect. I, I'll get out of bed if I have to pee. Yeah, I get a bed for free every day of the motherfucking life I've ever lived. I got stuff to do. Also, you know what? I think that you don't want to be in bed all day. You don't want to be in bed all day. It's not good for your mental health. And we're all about mental health awareness. We are are making you very aware of your mental health. You are schizophrenic. This whole podcast is directed towards us talking to you. Saying this backward. Kill. 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 So he ran as explicitly the anti-DSA candidate, although the DSA wasn't actually running anyone in the race. Yeah, but that was like the move. Everyone was like, don't worry, I'm not in the I'm DSA. Not in DSA. And all of our dumbass American middle-class voters are like, 
Thank fucking God. So he thought I may I think he might have thought Maya Wiley was in DSA. Um It's just like promotional. I I mean it's a safe bet if someone's a professor at the new school. I'm like, that's DSA to me. So he was very anti-defund the police. Remember when that was like a big political position that a lot of people took? I think Oh yeah. Defund the police. But people still talk about it all the time. Not no, they? the anti people oh. always talk about it. Yeah, because it didn't they didn't do that really anywhere. This is what happens when you defund the police. Uh, he barely won the primary, I think by something like 7,000 votes, and he was up in the general election against my favorite, who I actually do want to come on the show. I think a lot of our listeners would get mad at us because they'd be like, why are you platforming this guy or something? But it would be an incredible interview. Wait, who is this Curtis guy? Sliwa, the, the, the head of the Guardian Angels, the beret guy. Oh. He lives in a... This is really why I want to interview him. He lives in a studio apartment with his wife and 19 cats. Honestly, though, that is just another... That's like the flip side of Eric Adams, New York. That's Yeah, that's true. And you know what? That's why it's the two candidates. It's just crazy because, like, Curtis Lee would kind of, like... He like, like every so often he kind of becomes like a national media figure. Like he'll get interviewed on like Fox or something like that. Mm. And it's just like I just picture him like going to a studio and then like going back to his just piss soaked apartment. Piss Can nineteen cats. That's dude. so disgusting. I've only ever lived with two cats at a time. And I wouldn't. I can't. I hate, you know I hate cats. You hate cats. I know this is gonna break some people's hearts, Ooh, and I don't give a this fuck. Is a crazy I'm gonna come out right now. I'm. Ha- you know what? I'm coming out. I. Don't like cats. Uh-huh. You think – I'm going to say this with love. I'm going to say this with love to our listeners. You're like, I'm so lucky. My apartment – I'm the one. Who, my apartment doesn't smell like cats. It's incredible. Your apartment smells like cats. Wow. You, I do not – I can't I live. I, I want a cat, but my apartment would smell like cats. I can't live where – like an animal going to the bathroom inside, not for me. Uh, some and also – I like I love dogs. Some fam- dogs you do, Liz cats. does love dogs and makes us stop on the street to look at them. So that is, I will say that. I will I like say both. I do the thing. <laughs> We're walking down the street and I'll go, <gasps> and you'd be like, what the fuck? And I'll be like, look at the dog. So many women in my life have done this. It's like they something, you're, if you're. <laughs> also, if you're a dog owner and I am like clearly looking at your dog oh, and be like, oh my God, look at the clown face. He's so cute. Blah, blah, blah. And you just walk away from it and you don't acknowledge that I am acknowledging how adorable your dog is. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is the third time Liz has complained about this in as, as many weeks. You, this but not is, on the podcast. Not on the podcast, but in person. Oh, there's lots of things I complain to you about, but That's the true. listeners don't hear. <laughs> well, enough <laughs> about the people that Liz thinks control Hollywood. Um, Sliwa... Runs against him. Doesn't really work. Everybody loves Eric Adams and his plant-based solutions. I was not pulling your fucking leg earlier. He went on yeah. Nate Silver's podcast. It was – I d- didn't correct you earlier though, wasn't it? Um, Ezra Ezra Klein. Klein. You're right. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Dude, who's Nate Silver? The <laughs> 538 Wait, guy. who's Ezra Klein? No, that is Fat Pig Lazy Ass's other guy. Vox. Yeah. But is he out there? He's still rocking there? Yeah. What's his deal? Ezra he's, Klein. No, he's at the New York Times now. Ooh. Isn't he? Opinion guy at the Times. That's crazy to leave the place that you founded for the New York Times. But didn't they get bought? I don't understand. You know Who what? Who a fuck? I don't want to fucking know. Yeah. Get it out of my brain. Fuck you. I thought I didn't even realize he existed. I thought he was a different guy until just now. Yeah. You're right. He went on Ezra Crimes podcast. And 
Klein is a vegan, a vegan idiot, but he's an actual vegan too. Mm. And he's like excited that Eric Adams, because Eric Adams hasn't released like a biography. He has released a book. I will write it. <laughs> yes, he will. He has released a book claiming be so good. that veganism cured his diabetes. And maybe it has. I think Eric radically Adams, changed Eric please let me be your ghostwriter. Please let Liz be your ghostwriter. Fuck it. Add her in the motherfucking throuple. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Make a couple. <laughs> Oh, a quadruple. A quadruple. That's a Cuomo. A Cuomo. That's a Cuomo thing. Oh, man. Oh, don't get me started on those brothers. That's another example of weird brothers. <laughs> yes. You know I told what? you that the Baldwins of New York politics. Yes. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think, I think siblings are weird. Having them is, I have, you know, but it's, I feel like the Cuomos and the Baldwins together would be like a explosive. I just think if you're in the same business, and not it's just because, you know, Alec has got the gun. Yeah. But you can't blame him. But I do. I think you can. You can. I can't. It's not his fault. Well, I think I it's hard to, for me to say that. The family does. I mean, get some money. You know, I'm just saying it's that's a bad situation. Fuck it. Fuck it. Blame Alec Baldwin. Who cares? What am I defending Alec Baldwin for? He's a murderer. It's fine. Actually. Yeah, I don't think he is. No, he's not a murderer. He's not a murderer. <laughs> don't sue me. But I just don't. His deal pisses me off. He reminds me of Pierce They Morgan. should do a family feud Pierce with the Baldwins and the Cuomos. Yeah. Fucking. They call it bing bong. Fuck each other. So Ezra Klein is sitting there like, oh, Eric Adams, tell me about – like, so like they start talking. They start rapping about plant-based solutions to food. And uh, Eric Adams famously <laughs> also is not a vegan. He claims to be a vegan. His whole thing is veganism. He's cl- like not a vegan. He eats yeah. salmon not just like once in a while. He like I think he eats a salmon fillet every well, single night. But that's the thing. Plant-based – doesn't mean you don't eat meat. That's true. It's ba- It's rooted in plants. No, but that's the whole thing. It was like a, you can you could just be like, oh, the emphasis is on plants, so it's plant based. Oh, really? But like sometimes I have meat. It's just not meat based. I'm gonna say this, but I, I think for the layman, they ba- think that well, means vegan. Jordan Peterson, meat based solutions. Oh, he is. That's crazy. That can you imagine the dumps and regardless. Um, you know, everyone loves him, and 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 so you know, Klein's talking to him. He's like, I love your plant based shit, and Eric Adams can tell that like. Ezra Klein likes saying the word plant-based. Yeah. And so er- Eric Adams starts saying plant-based, and he's like, so I was in Rikers uh, at Rikers, our prison. And then he corrects himself and says jail. I'm like, you are a cop. But he's like, our prison. And I was talking to all these, you know, these young guys that were in there, and they're all dyslexic, which Eric Adams is himself. And he's like, my plant-based solution to crime is uh, dyslexia screening in the third grade. Wait, does he think that criminals are dyslexic? Like, I, all criminals are dyslexic? Listen, I don't know what kind of 19th century policing courses this guy took. <laughs> yeah. but, but he does see... I mean, I could see a guy thinking that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they can't read good, so they turn to crime. But, like, you know, you got to read the numbers on the money. That I, is... Yeah, talk about 19th... That's a crazy-ass thing to think. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people with learning disabilities who turn to crime. I don't know. But because they're like, I can't learn. I, I can't have to- read. So I... <laughs> I had to hit him. Forrest Gump didn't. He kind of did, Vietnam. Oh, maybe you were pro-war. But, you know, it's a democracy after all. We can have different opinions. So he goes and meets with Pelosi, grabs them big old honkers, <laughs> meets with Joe Biden. They're He's so like, big. <laughs> so she's racking some hoodies. Uh, you know, they sort of love doing this with new big-name politicians, right? Always an up-and-coming Democratic person, right? Sometimes it sticks. Gavin Newsom. I think that he is like a guy that it's stuck with. He's the governor. We're definitely stuck with him. We're stuck with him, but he's like he's a guy who like 
I would say that if Gavin Newsom ran for president, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, why are you running for president? Right, you know right, I mean? right. Like right. he's he's he has built the DNC path there. Sure. Eric Adams, <laughs> London Breed failed to achieve national prominence. Um, they were kind of like pumping her up for a while. Yeah. Kamala, same Jury's thing. still out. Who? Jury's still out on Kamala. Jury's still out on Kamala. She's achieved something. Shh. And for that one, we should applaud. <laughs> thank you. Two, we should thank her. Mm-hmm. Three, we should get excited for what's next. And four, you should go to her house. Talking to you, schizophrenic listeners, go to her house. <laughs> don't say it, Brace. Don't say it, Brace. Just go there. What can? Don't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah. Just, Just go see in. What's up. Just tell her how much you like her. <laughs> so he's like, he's like glad, Hanny. He's like, you know, I think they were like, this is going to be like one of our guys because he like he's the Democrats were really like not doing well with the whole defund the police thing. They were like, we're not like that. We're not like that. We're not like yeah. that. We kind of kind of fight back against the crazies. What a better way to fight back against the crazies than a black guy who loves the cops. And right? plant-based solutions. And plant-based solutions, which is, yeah. So this like, is you know, a typical pl- headline from Politico in 2022. National Dems are calling in a new communications expert, Eric Adams. The New York mayor spoke last week at the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee event at the request of Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Rep. Sean Patrick Maloney. So they were like, this guy is going to be our fucking guy. That's crazy because if anyone listening has heard this man speak, you're like, I don't – I think he needs to speak with an expert. Like he doesn't – he needs a King's Speech type situation. You've never seen it, so I don't, but I know that there's – There's a mayor's speech issue. The mayor's speech. (laughs) (laughs) So he uh, immediately allows for the largest rent increase in years in New York City, calls a – famously calls a very old lady, a Jewish lady, a – who's a renter's rights activist, uh, a plantation owner – for protesting him. Yeah. I think he does this a couple of different times, actually. Yeah, in a couple of different ways, yeah. Uh, but then a crisis, crisis, bad thing erupts. Mm. The migrant crisis. Yes. So 140,000 migrants have made it to New York City, some on buses from Texas. The shelter system overloaded. A funny thing about that, I was talking to uh, a guy I know in, uh, who works in the New York City shelter system uh, about this and who also told me to say on the show that I – and I do believe this myself that Eric Adams has the Costanza stuff, the, the Costanza syndrome where if you believe the lie, then it's true. That's not just Costanza, man. I know. But I think that is – that does make sense to me for Eric Adams. Mm. Um, but, you know – Abbott and I think a couple other governors in the South are like have been busing migrants places. Yeah. And I got to say just from like a completely like just neutral perspective, it's working to like get the Democratic like mayors and whatever to be like, we need to close the border. We need to close the border. Mm -hmm. So like their plan is working. They weren't sending that many buses to New York, but Eric, a bunch of people, they were sending them to D.C., and a bunch of people were making their way up to New York. But yeah. Eric Adams, like, Because D.C. On, stinks. D.C. fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, we love it there. But Eric Adams gets on TV, and he's like, Abbott is, like, sending all these buses here. And then, so Abbott actually starts sending more buses to New York City. This is, like, a huge, 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 like, big thing for Eric Adams to deal with. He's like, oh, freaking out. He sent one of his lieutenants down to a shelter to beat the fuck out of some people. He, like, he is just, like, losing his shit. It is, like, his big crisis. So, actually, I think it was just yesterday he announced cuts to, like, 
a ton of shit, especially the libraries, which he's, I think he's been trying to cut basically since he got Yeah, he's, like, closing all the libraries on Sundays, which is just fucking insane. Yeah. Um, but he is, like, cutting all these essential services. I think part of this is to basically build, like, people on his political— Of course it is. Like, you know, on his side. On to his be flanks. Like, we need to fucking get these migrants out Shore of here. Shore up. Yeah. Um, but then he goes down in an attempt to deal with this. He flies down to D.C., but his visit is cut short because of the raid on Brianna Shug's house. Yes. So I mentioned the turkey stuff at the top of the episode, and now we got to circle back around to this because, and I don't even know how long we've been going, but you know what? We're going to keep going, and we're going to go a little bit longer than that. This is a fun one. I'm having fun. I like Eric Adams. Me too. I voted for him. I like the idea of a plant-based solution. A plant? Oh, I bet you do. I mean, what could be wrong with that? Think about it. Plant-based solution. So, like I said, the FBI alongside Manhattan prosecutors, they have been investigating whether his 2021 campaign conspired with the Turkish government and I guess a Brookline construction company called KSK Construction Group, mm-hmm. classic construction company name, uh, to funnel all of this money into his campaign via a straw donor scheme. Um, the mayor has, like, over the years made statements and done appearances, like, with a lot of, like, Turkish cultural groups mm-hmm. and kind of publicly said his own support for... Turkish people, the Turkish government, uh, in all a vast uh, number of ways. He's rocking with them Turks. <laughs> you could put it that way. There was a tweet um, from 2022. He said, I've had a special connection with Turkish New Yorkers since I was Brooklyn Borough President. Like, he just be saying shit. Yeah. I don't yeah, even know. True. What does that even mean? Anyway, so New York Times says, this is how this all went down. In the summer of 2021, after Adams won the Democratic primary for mayor, he got in touch. So he hadn't won yet the actual mayoral race. But it looked like he might. Yeah, but yeah. he won the Democratic primary. But it's still the summer. He got in touch with a guy named Daniel Nigro, the then city fire commissioner. Also mobbed up position, I'm just going to say. Every single fucking job in city Any kind government of city in New commissioner. York is like, yeah. So Daniel Nigro was, up until February of last year, the longest-serving fire commissioner in FDNY history. He even oversaw all the rescue operations on 9-11. So this guy is like, you know, cemented in, classic bureaucrat. You know, he's up there. Adam texts him and is like, I want you to let the Turkish government occupy the Turkvay Center, which is a new $300 million consulate building that was under construction— um, it was over by the UN, and it wasn't yet approved for occupancy because it had all these, like, faulty elevators, smoke alarms weren't working. Like, classic, like, you know, it wasn't up to code. Yeah. So he texted him being like, just let him occupy it. Turkey, like, you know, officials from Turkey were going to be in town because of the big UN General Assembly meeting. Mm-hmm. They wanted to, you know, have a big, I'm assuming, ribbon-cutting event. Yeah, they wanted to have a joint to hang at. Yeah. So Nigro handled the request, and days later, on September 21st, Turkish president, you know him, you love him, Erdogan, our biggest fan, biggest patron, mm-hmm. uh, $50 pedophile TR, four years. Uh, he is in NYC. He's cutting that ribbon. He's taking photos. He's at this new center, uh, and which is now basically the consulate. Happy is the man who says he is a Turk. 
<laughs> yes. Um, what he did say was that it does this massive size skyscraper reflected Turkey's increased power. Uh, yeah, they're kind of going, especially at that time, not doing so great with the whole money thing over there. Yeah. Inflation over there in Turkey. I don't know. It was like a big thing, whatever. I, I'm like, who really cares? But something that's a big no-no as the mayor. You can't kind of do that thing. So Adam says, you know, for his part, he's like, oh, I did reach out to the commissioner. This is what elected officials do. But at the time, he was borough president of Brooklyn, which is, like we said, just like a ceremonial job. So why Turkey? What's going on with this? Yeah. So Turkey is a land of contrasts, mm. right? You got Zaza. You got Alevi there. You've got Kurds. You've got the classic Turk. It's all Greek to me, right? But they have sort of long been trying to gain influence in New York. And Turkey is also essentially a mafia state, right? Yeah. Like it really, really – I mean you think corruption here is in New York is bad. It's also bad there. Um, you know, Erdogan is – or Erdogan is a like – he's a fucking he's – a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a mafioso, you yeah. know? Um, and they've been sort of enacting these influence operations. There's been some sort of famous cases of that, Michael Flynn, uh, and and really sort of clumsily trying to do these, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but like pay off people. Mm-hmm. One of the people they're trying to pay off is Eric Adams. And one of the ways they try to do this is through this thing called Bay Atlantic University. So, you know, sometimes when you're walking around, you see like a college that's just like in a storefront. You're like, is this – like what is you learning in there? Yeah, it's a front. It's a front, right? Yeah. So I was looking into this place. This is a a D.C.-based university that gave Adams some fucking money. Yeah. And which he's an honorary professor of. They have a sister school in Turkey. And I was looking at it. And Wait, I'm like, sorry. He's an honorary professor at this college? At the Bay Atlantic University. Correct. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, That's they crazy. Have, they have a very small, I'm going to say a couple dozen people maybe work there. Okay. It's in a very small building. Uh, they have a dorm about four miles away. And I was looking at pictures of the dorms that they advertise on the uh, the website. And I'm like, this has to be either like a way for intelligence agents from Turkey to come over here and have like a cover, uh-huh. or it's literally a scam ripping off people looking for visa. Like, why like, not both? Why not both? The dorms that they have there, like obviously in dorms, like there'll be t- two people often, you know, sleeping in beds across from each other. It's not fancy. I've, I've never lived in a dorm, but I did when I was 15, sleep on the floor of a dorm and saw two people fuck and realized that sometimes breasts have veins on them. So uh, so I was looking at this, and it's like these are not like – it's like five people crammed into like a room. Like – and it's like yeah. it's, it's, it's so clearly There's like, a lot of these kind of like visa scam university. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's a he's – a, he's Remember a, we talked about some of this on the Gio Tolentino episode? We did, yeah. yes. Uh, so he's like a professor at a visa scam university. Mm. They gave him a bunch of money, and he visited Turkey – like six or – he says six or seven times, I think since 2014, which is fucking insane. And like his campaign – so KISS, KSK Construction used to be called Kiska Construction. Mm-hmm. They, I believe, were the, the contractors behind the High Line. Probably. And like construction in New York City is mob the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, and mob doesn't just mean Italian. There's every ethnicity has got a little mob. And so it, what it looks like here is that, like, not only is the Turkish government trying to engage him 
not very well. At least he engaged his campaign and like funnel some money towards his campaign. Um, it looks like I'm going to guess here probably some organized criminal syndicates behind the construction companies and probably behind this school as well are trying to funnel him some money. Mm. Now, I don't allege any of this. I don't it's know, all been alleged by others. This has all been alleged by others. This is just something that I'm joking about. I don't know if this is true. But I would say using the science of history, mm-hmm. we can kind of guess what's going on here. Well, it's funny because, speaking of history, you know, with all this being said and after going kind of through Adam's biography here, I mean, the guy is like corrupt. To his, I mean, he literally said, I won't get out of bed for my, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a joke. But the likelihood of him actually ever being one under official investigation or even it going further than that and like getting out, getting kicked out or being, in, you know, in a trial or anything like that. No, not no, going to happen. Not going to happen. happen. I don't think so. Hopefully we curse ourselves and are wrong publicly because he does. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, the thing is, like, almost every New York City mayor has been the target of a corruption investigation, literally, including Giuliani, Bloomberg, Dinkins, de Blasio. You know him, you love him. All of them, one, corrupt as hell, but also investigated for it. However, only one mayor resigned while under investigation. Jimmy Walker— didn't know that was a mayor, but it was. But even then, he was never even charged with anything. He just resigned because of embarrassment. And no NYC mayor has ever been charged with anything in the past, like, 150 years, <laughs> which is crazy when you think about how fucking corrupt and insane all of these mayors are. Yes, absolutely. Right? I mean, I think Giuliani might get—I mean, he's obviously been charged, but it wasn't with mayoral corruption. No, 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 no. It's always lower-level staffers that take the fall. Mm-hmm. And it, the system is kind of built that way, right? Insulated, I mean, yeah. sometimes it's enough to get mayors out of office through the voters, but it's never in any kind of actual, like, police yeah. capacity. Part of this is because it's really difficult to prove that someone is making direct personal profit off of, like, a— mm-hmm. You know, decisions that's made, the quid pro quo that's made. You have to basically have it rock solid that someone personally benefited directly, and that's really, really tough to prove considering all of the hoops that people go through to conceal these things. Um, You know, like de Blasio, when he was hit with similar investigations, it was all the, you know, bad fundraising ethics, quid pro quo, the whole thing, like real estate developers, lobbyists, restaurateurs, nothing really came of it. Right? He didn't resign. I mean, he gets unpopular. But yeah. He doesn't resign. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Ed Koch also got hit or his, like, inner sanctum kind of did. There, this was, like, a pretty crazy story because there was, like, multiple, multiple corruption probes into all of these different Koch uh, allies, politicos, bosses, whatever. And one was, in particular, this guy who was the Queen's borough president, Right. Great job for corruption. This guy named Donald Maines. Now, Maines asked Koch to appoint his close buddy, Jeffrey Lindenauer, another classic name, um, who was the deputy commissioner of the Parking Violations Bureau, which I love. New York City, you know, runs on parking violations, as, you know, many cities do. New York City especially, though. 
Um, but Lindenauer was a bag man who would basically pick up the bribes from various companies that were always, you know, skimming off the top of the parking ticket business, I guess, and then split the money. I mean, quite literally, like physically, they would split the money in the bathroom of Queensboro Hall. So sick. Which is kind of cool, yeah. But in 86, Lindenauer pled guilty and started cooperating with the feds on an investigation. And days later, Maines stabbed himself in the heart. Elliot Smith's out. Yeah, but before him. Wow. Yeah, he was the prototype. It's interesting, like, I feel like so much, being, being mayor of New York is, like, classically a cursed position, mm. but there's, like, there can be so much evidence that, I mean, there's been a few, like, high-profile city mayors that have been arrested in the past, like, 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nashville. Um, That's not a top Philadelphia, city. And it's not a top city, but for— Don't tell Nashville. I mean, well, they're not going to notice. They don't, they don't listen to podcasts and busy listen to country and western. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, I, I, it's so funny because like there's video of Eric Adams in like a Turkish movie. You guys are from Turkey. Brooklyn loves Turkey. Brooklyn is the Istanbul of America. We love your food. We love your music, but I don't understand Turkish. We can take a selfie though. Talking about like bribes and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, nothing's going to happen to him, you know? But you know what? I don't want anything to happen to him. I like him just the way he is. I love him just the way he is. Let's talk about New York politics reminds me of probably the greatest political story to come out of the state of New York. Well, technically it came out of New York by way of Jamaica. Sleazy Elliot Spitzer turned a resort hot tub into a steamy love cauldron over the weekend, kissing and sucking the toes of his topless mistress, Liz Smith, in front of families with children, mortified witnesses told The Post. The still-married former Love Gov and Smith, Mayor de Blasio's ex-mouthpiece, were spied frolicking near the family pool at around 4 p.m. Sunday at the Half Moon Family Resort in Montego Bay, Jamaica. It was gross, said a hotel witness who was vacationing with her family. That is Pete Buttigieg, Chief of Staff Liz Smith, and former disgraced New York Governor Elliot Spitzer getting his toes sucked. If I saw someone getting their toes sucked in a hot tub, you know what I'm doing? Walking the other way. I'm playing them like a fucking Andean flute. I'm getting down there. I'm blowing on the tops of his toes. Little pan style. I'm gripping the gripping that thing like a like a what's the corn Mexicans eat? Mayonnaise. No, like the thing where they put like mayonnaise on it. I'm gripping him like one of those. Like Mexican street corn. Yes, but there's a real name for it. Like the ocarina of time. Elliot Spitzer's. But my solution to this, actually, my solution to all of this is like, I don't understand. Listen, I feel like I'm a, I'm a normal guy, right? I want a country and I want a system and I want a city that functions normally. I don't know how you can look at the, the, the way that mayor, mayoralties are set up or that senatorial positions are set up or a Congress is set up and think that this makes any sense. Well, my thing is that I think Eric Adams is so funny and I want, if if we have to have a mayor, he should be funny. He should be funny, yeah. And I don't like that he's doing all the stuff that he's doing. In fact, I think all of it's really bad, but also he's very funny. 
And I'm worried that he might not get reelected and we might get someone more serious, which would not be very funny. And so what my solution is, is that if he needs a new fundraiser, you know who's ready off the block? Sean McElwee. Sean McElwee, who does have connections to the, which I won't say, but I know, to the uh, to his campaign or to his office. I'll say this. Sean McElwee needs to get back in the fucking game. Yeah, you know? man. People only care about news stories for like two weeks. Yeah, no one remember. Look, remind us who you are. Remind us who you are. Remind us what made you great. Remind us abolish ice. Yeah. Take up space. Take up, take up. You know what? Say it from your chest. Let's take up space. Take up space. Doesn't have any other choice. So I'll say this. Eric Adams once said in an interview that I listened to yesterday, instead of saying woe is me, I say why not me. He says people on social media don't decide elections. People on social security do. What? Yeah, that's a really good line. You know what? That's facts. It is that's facts. facts. That's straight facts. Yeah. But people on social media decide other things. And, of course, haters will become my waiters when I sit down at the table of success. I'm yeah. telling you, the guy has, and I've listened to a lot of Eric Adams talking in the past week. Uh, the guy has two main things. One, he's fake vegan. Mm-hmm. And two, God has chosen him for this position. And, Liz, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to hell. Well, I don't want to get in the way of what God decides. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if God needs him to take money from Turkey mm. and to raise the rent and to cut other budget and to do all this other stuff, then that's God's will. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm, like, not trying to argue with God. I support Eric Adams. I support Eric Adams getting on the Adam Friedland show. Please make it happen immediately. Call your congressman. Use the fax machine. That's, like, really good right now. Mm-hmm. Use the fax machine. Say, we need Eric Adams on the Adam Friedland show. And also, get off of George Santos's back. Get off George Santos's back. And I think New York should have a mayor with big boobies. What if George Santos became the mayor? I would. We're not, I would we're not there yet in terms of, like— Become— Hit like a like a an Amazonian guard for him. Yeah, I would kill for Santos. Just kidding, but am I? I would die for Santos. That's a better way to put that because mm-hmm. that kind of implies both. I would. Yeah, I love him. I think all politicians should get one level higher. Yeah, like I think if you're a congress, you should be in senate, and I think if you're the senator, you should be the president. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> there should be no more sense. presidents. <laughs> it does. I think there should be two presidents in every state, and they kind of have a council. Of presidents. I think it's more democratic. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's close this bitch out. My name is Liz. My name, of course. Brooklyn Borough President, born and raised here in Brooklyn, New York, just like Spike Lee, just like Mickey Mantle, and just like you know him, you love him, Goebbels. We have with us, as always, producer Young Chomsky, and the podcast is called... It's called True Non. Bing bong. See you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>